Visit RTI on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Hello and welcome to Radio Taiwan International. I am Natalie So. Up this hour, we have just the classics, say new music show for you. But first, join us for Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. It's Wednesday, June 17th, and in the studio we have Paula Chow. Hello. And I am Natalie So. We'll be talking about a special islet that has reopened tourism in Taiwan and what you should know about hand sanitizers. Also, a woman who gave birth to her ninth child and a very special dragon boat festival gesture. The story's coming right up. So we have a beautiful little island, which is called Jilong Islet. It's like a kind of like a mountain, um, a quaint little island that is north of uh, Jilong. And they closed it for a while um, because of they wanted to repair the hiking walkways and everything. But it is reopening to visitors on July 1st. Um, it's beautiful. It's just right smack in the middle of a gorgeous ocean, and it has like um, a mountain, and uh, it's basically 960 meters long, 400 meters wide, 182 meters um, at the peak above sea level. Have you been there, Paula? Uh, I don't think so. Don't yeah. think so, yeah. I haven't yeah. been there either. It's really beautiful, and it's not too far from Taipei, actually. So I'm sure if you walk up, um, it's it's a great view at the top of that uh, little peak there so they have a hiking trail um, some native um, plants beautiful coasts and views of the sea and they say it a round trip from the trailhead to the peak and back takes about an hour a little over an hour that should be okay yeah not I, too hard yes so um it's it's a little place near uh it's northern taiwan so because usually when we see views like that we think more of the eastern coast mm -hmm. Right, but in northern Taiwan, there's a lovely island that is reopening, and you can climb up to the peak, uh, get some beautiful views of the ocean. You know, Taiwan is opening up to uh, domestic tourism. I mean, we're encouraging it, especially uh, beginning July. There's going to be subsidies, so right. um, it's a good time to travel. Well, now that COVID-19 has been successfully contained. Right. And a lot of people in Taiwan plan to travel, I think, within Taiwan because the world is still dealing with the pandemic. So Right. I think Taiwan uh, reported two uh, imported cases on Monday. Right. right. But we didn't have any cases at all for like uh, 13, about two weeks, 13 days before that. So, I mean, no in, no cases at all. And as for domestic cases, it's been over two months. Yes. So we're doing pretty well in controlling the outbreak. We're happy about that. So we're starting to think about enjoying the island a little bit more. Listen. Are you listening? <laughs> this is the sound of my country. This is the sound of Taiwan. <laughs> Get 
Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds. Um, the Taipei City government recognized World Elder Abuse Awareness Day. That was on Monday, and uh, there was some news out just saying that you know, actually there have been increasing uh, cases reported of elderly being abused, which is really sad. Over 1,000 involved women. Over 500 involved men. Um, this includes physical abuse, uh, emotional abuse. Control of their finances、mm-hmm. and neglect. So, and, and also verbal abuse. Right,、yeah. right. Verbal abuse is like psychological abuse. So, ah, that's really sad. I'm glad though that there's becoming more and more awareness of these issues in Taiwan, including mental health issues and、um, abuse. And the、uh, health minister of Taipei said that elderly people actually are often reluctant to report abuse. Because they don't want people to know, you know, what's happening in their family, or fear that their children will not、uh, care for them.、It's, they don't want yeah, to hear the. It's fa- really sad, but、uh, it also shows that you know, taking care of the、um, taking care of the elderly is not, you know, it's not an easy thing. You need a lot of support, financial support, emotional support. Some people even, you know, they talk to their psychiatrist, or they need、um, help from social workers. So it's not something easy. Yeah, I think it's. I'm sure it's very draining, right?、Mm-hmm. It's probably like taking care of children, right? They need your care. You took care of your mom for a long time when she yes, was sick, right? Yes, taking care of children and taking care of the elderly is to- different. You know, quite different because the children they they grow up, you know, every day.、Mm-hmm. So, but elder for senior citizens, you you know, they grow weaker and weaker, and、mm-hmm. you have to spend more time. You know, on them. So I think that's,、um, I guess, one of the big issues that Taiwan is facing and will continue to face as we have an aging society. That's something that、um, our city government wanted to help people be aware of. That you know, elderly they have their needs, and、um, that we should really、um, take care of these needs, right, and not and be aware of cases of abuse. But you also had some nice stories about. The elderly, right? Some of them are going to college. Tell us about、oh, that. Oh yes, you know, in Yilan County, a national Yilan University, they held a graduation ceremony a couple of days ago, and then one student、um, who graduated from that college is ninety-one years old. Ninety-one. Yeah, and then so making him the old,、um, the oldest person、um, to you know graduate from that college. Now this ninety-one-year-old、uh, man said it,、um, he only had、um, in the elementary school education because he was born in a poor family, and then when he was in、uh, in his eighties, he felt like now it's time for me to go back to school. That's what he thought. He got a a middle school education first, and then he got his.、Um, High school education, and then he took the test. He wanted to go to college, and he actually、uh, failed twice before he finally got accepted by Yilan University. And he studied、um, leisure industry and health promotion. And you know, you have you really have to praise,、um, you know, admire this senior citizen because he's ninety-one years old, and he、wow. said that he went to 91. school every day. 
you know, every day, rain or shine. And he also said the school is so close to um, his home, and he cycled to the to the school every day. He doesn't want to bother anyone. And he said because um, he's not able to use computer. He he said that's kind of that that's kind of hard. But um, every um, every single um, paper or every single essay that's it's all handwritten. He turned a handwritten essay. Wow! And then he also said that um, he's he's happy that he has a college graduation. He has no plans to go to graduate school. <laughs> he, said, he said right now his priority is to take care of himself. I mean to be physically okay. Oh! So I think it's really um, you That's know it's really impressive. It is very impressive, right? Middle school to high school to college. College, wow. right? When he was in his eighties, he said, "Oh, well, you know." I think I want to go back to school because he only had elementary school education, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's a very good example of lifelong learning. That's a great example of lifelong learning, and I think I'm sure it gives him a lot of sense of satisfaction, right? Oh that yes, he's growing and right. He's, um, his teachers and his classmates all call him grandpa. Uh, <laughs> that's cute. He must be a cute addition to campus, right? right. <laughs> campus life. But of course, he's not the only person. And we also have a story about another um, senior citizen, a um, 72-year-old grandma. Um, she also graduated from college um, a couple of days ago. And then she is very, very happy. She said she has, um, uh, you know, actually nice siblings, siblings, including herself. This is all together, 10 um, oh you know, brothers and sisters, a big family. Her elder brother is 96 year old. And, you know, some of her um, siblings are either they work either they work for banks or in the medical industry. She also, you know, going to college has always been her dream. And so she, with support from her family members, from her children, and she also um, got her high school diploma first, and then she went to college, and she studied uh, tourism management. And she's also the, um, the eldest person in her class. But her teacher says, she, um, you know, this um, 72-year-old grandma is a hardworking student, and she she never skipped a class. Really? And then, yes. And then she always, when she went to school, she always sat in the front row. And then she um, took uh, taking notes, and she had you know maintained um, good communications with her classmates and teachers. And she says she's really happy because four years it's not something easy, right? So and she graduated from college and she got her college degree. That's wonderful. So so Paula, if you could go back to college, what would you want to study? I don't know. I guess maybe. English literature, Chinese oh, English literature, liter- Chinese literature. So, that sounds good. Yeah, sounds like fun. I think I'll do something related to fashion or something. Fashion. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> that would be fun, right? Right. So I guess there's always things that you can learn, mm-hmm. even when you're retired, right? right. So it's never to too late to learn. It's never too late to learn. What do you know about Taiwan? I know who the president is. What about their local music and food? Well, hmm. What do you suggest? Tune in to Radio Taiwan International. Here at RTI, we offer the authentic Taiwan experience. You hear the sound of remote attractions, the local food, music, the lives of real Taiwanese as they live it. Visit english.rti.org.tw. Listen to the real Taiwan.
Okay, there was a report that came out about hand sanitizers, which have become quite popular to keep in your purse ever since um, the pandemic uh, has started. And uh, this is just um, some information for consumers. They say that actually a lot of hand sanitizers are misleading. They cannot claim medical efficacy, um, such as the ability to sterilize. This is from the Consumers Foundation in Taiwan. And, um, you know, a lot of hand sanitizers say that they are antibacterial, but um, it may not be the case. Um, the FDA says that hand sanitizers contain, that have alcohol um, that are used for medical purposes, such as uh, disinfection between uh, before surgery, these are regulated as drugs. But those for general cleaning of the hands, they cannot say that they really can disinfect or sterilize, you know, a surface. So, I mean, it says antibacterial makes you think like all the bacteria is going to go away if you use it right. (laughs) I guess you really have to read the label carefully before you buy anything. I think that, you know, alcohol is the key ingredient Mm -hmm. for something to be effective. And they found that, you know, of a sample of 12 hand sanitizer products online, um, that were labeled antibacterial. Um, they didn't find any, you know, official um, permits or, you know, approval to show that they were that effective. Right. So, Actually, doctor said a bar of soap is equally good. You don't have to use hand sanitizer. This is better, Just, right? Yeah, if you can get your hands on some soap and soap water. Regular soap is fine. Right. Yeah. Cheaper too, right? So if you can go to uh, the bath washroom and wash your hands... That's even a better idea. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I know the whole world is still dealing with uh, COVID-19, so it's good to know. We know what works and what doesn't. Hey, what are those buttons on RTI's new website for? Those are for Facebook, Twitter, and other social media. You can share RTI content with the click of a button. You mean like this? Yep, just like that. Visit english.rti.org.tw. child that's nine children that's you know quite unusual because on average Taiwanese women give birth to um, you know 1.2 children on average so this woman that's remarkable she's only 41 years old but when I read her story you know I saw her you know uh, picture in the newspaper she looked really young you know to me she, she looked really young Anyway, nine she children. Really young. Right. Oh, 41 with nine kids. Nine that's kids, amazing. That's a, it, it is amazing. Now, according to her doctor, her, uh, her gynecologist who delivered her ninth children, uh, the doctor said that's the, a wonderful experience. I have never, I mean, delivered nine children. She nine delivered ch- all nine of them? Not, not him. Oh, right, okay. but but she but but the doctor said, well, I this is um, this is experience. This is it's a unforgettable experience because you know most uh, most women in Taiwan they have two children. You know some people say they should have three children, but now this woman has nine children. Her gynecologist says she has been uh, he has been a doctor for fourteen years. On on average, he delivers five hundred to uh, six hundred babies. So she, that a year. Doc- 
a year, right?、Wow. He has delivered at least seven thousand to eight thousand people. This、wow. is the first time he said. The doctor said this is the first time he has met a woman that has nine children, and he delivered her nine children. And for women in Taiwan, you know, most women have two children, and the doctor says some women have four children or five children. And then the doctor said, if there's only one child and it's not bad, it's just you know, just one child. Sometimes one child they they get spoiled easily, or spoiled or lonely, right?、Yeah. Right. But if if Emily has four or five children, each child、uh, has to learn how to be、um, independent. But anyway, the doctor said she really admires you know this 41 year old woman. Who has nine children? The doctors、uh, talk about his own story. He he said that he and his wife have,、um, the couple has two children, and then that's good enough for nine children. They he he thinks he's not able to. No, handle I don't think、that. many people could handle that. Right? She's a Taiwanese. She's Taiwanese, right? Oh, because I remember there was a story about I think someone from Europe, right, a missionary or、mm-hmm. someone who had like about nine children. That was a, a foreigner, but this is the first I heard that a Taiwanese has nine children. People in in like the older generation used to have children. I think there wasn't Five, any seven, yeah, that's birth control common, at the time. Right. But these days, we, yeah, yeah, that's very uncommon. Forty-one years she's old. She's forty-one. So, like, she started when she's in、wow. her twenties, like every year or two、yes. or something. Oh, that's amazing. I have my hands full with two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how she manages nine. Taiwan is a place full of voices, viewpoints, and stories. Hear them all here on Radio Taiwan International. Taiwan, straight from the source. News from、um, related to a recent decriminalization of adultery.、Um, there is this、uh, dating site called Ashley Madison. Have you heard of it?、Um, no.、Nope. It's for married people, so you know where people have affairs. And so,、um, new accounts on Ashley Madison soared by seventy percent less than two weeks after that law was decriminalized, and mostly women. So、um, that's a side effect. <laughs> yeah, I guess you know what I think it means that the law actually was a deterrent to some people, right?、Mm. They didn't want to get you know in trouble with the law. So it said that the average age among registrants in Taiwan is thirty-four.、Uh, more than half are between the ages thirty and forty-nine.、Uh, the average age of a first marriage in Taiwan is thirty. Most of the members are married, but they're also single people looking to date a married person. Um, I don't know even why they have this site. I think it's terrible.、Mm. It's breaking up families and everything. Because I'm married, you know. I think from the married person's point of view, and this is really sad. The chief strategist, Paul Kiabel, he says the most common catalyst among men for first extramarital affairs when their wife is pregnant. Oh, isn't that terrible? When she needs you the most, right? And he said that research shows that eighty percent of female members love their husbands deeply, but they only join the site out of failure to adjust to married life or because they feel like they're missing something. So anyway,、uh, it's not good news or anything, but、um, it's an interesting social phenomenon. I thought, you know, with this, we were one of the I think 
few countries that actually had that law still in place, um, where adultery was, you know, against the law, but they recently um, decriminalized it. Some people said they were using it against, uh, unfairly against women, but there are other reasons, right, um, that the law was in place. So anyway, that's a side effect of uh, decriminalizing that law. RTI, exercise for your mind. Dragon Boat Festival is coming up, and uh, that is next weekend. So it's a time where we eat a lot of um, zongzi. So tell us about a special gift that has been prepared. All right, you just mentioned zongzi, which is a kind of um, glutinous rice uh, dumplings. Uh, Dragon Boat Festival falls on this year falls on next Thursday, I think. Yes, um, you know it, this is not just an occasion that you know people enjoy zongzi. Um, it's it's also a time for family reunion. But for senior citizens who live alone, that's you know that's kind of difficult. But anyway, in the northern Xinzhu County, there is um, an elderly woman. She is eighty years old. Um, she's in pretty good health, but she lives alone and. She is also financially independent, and she, you know, recently she bought one thousand rice dumplings, and she wants to give the, the rice dumplings to people like her, you know, senior citizens, maybe who senior citizens who live alone, but maybe they are less well off. She just wants to show her compassion, her love, because she lives alone, and she's also in uh, eighty years old, and she thinks, you know, she wants to spread the love to. People like her. Um, she has a big heart, but she wants to keep a low profile. So the one thousand, um, the Xinjiu County government gave the one thousand rice dumplings to one hundred and sixty-eight senior citizens. Wow! Who live alone? So each senior citizen can get six rice dumplings. That's a lot, actually. That's a lot. That's well, very actually, filling, <laughs> right? I think for senior citizen, if you eat one rice dumpling, that's you know, that's a lot. It's like that's a, one a, a day that can last right. a week. Yes, definitely. Right. Well, that's very sweet because it's you know it's a way to celebrate the holiday. It means it's very festive and um, it, it means that someone cares spend. about them, right? right? Enough to give them um, a homemade. Um, yeah, they're all homemade actually. They're not usually not made by machines, right? No, no, you can't no. do that. Yeah. So, do you like eating those zongzi? Oh yes, I, I I guess I used to eat the two. One meal. No, I can only eat one. <laughs> Two is a lot. A lot, yes. <laughs> all right, so that's all we have for you today on Here in Taiwan. And do stay tuned for just the classics, a new music show on RTI. For Here in Taiwan, I'm Natalie So. And I'm Paula Chow. We'll see you next time.
The Sound of the Puyuma Tribe on Radio Taiwan International. Ryan and Ellen Chu as they sample their way through Taiwan's culinary delights. Andrew, I thought we said no more intestines. <clears throat> That's on Feast Meets West every Saturday only on Radio Taiwan International, radio for refined palates. Welcome to another edition of Just the Classics. I'm Paula Chow, your program host. Today, I will continue introducing you to campus music during the 1970s and 80s. Those of you who tuned into our previous program might remember, campus music refers to pop music that was mostly written, composed, and sang by college students. What prompted Taiwan's young people to write their own music back then? It has something to do with patriotism. Before the 1970s, Western pop music won the hearts and minds of young people. College students loved seeing and listening to Western music. But a trip to China by then U.S. President Richard Nixon in 1972, followed by Washington's severing diplomatic relations with Taiwan in 1978, angered Taiwanese youth and changed young people's attitudes towards Western music. We should have our own music, they said. It was that sense of culture awareness that prompted many to write their own music in Mandarin Chinese, sometimes in Taiwanese. There was even a slogan, sing our own songs. The diplomatic setback was a culture awakening, but that doesn't mean campus music young people created is all about patriotism or cultural identity. Some pieces that I featured in our previous program, for example, are about nostalgia, love and relationships. And there are also some lively pieces, like the one catching freshwater fish, the one you're listening right now. Campus music came to an end in the early 1990s, but it helped lay the foundations for Taiwan's pop music industry when it took off in the 80s and 90s, with some student singers later becoming pop culture icons. Today we will hear more campus music. Let's first listen to a song by Li Jianfu. Li is best known for his 1978 hit, The Descendants of the Dragon, which we featured in our previous program. The song you are listening right now is entitled the title is taken from an essay written by a Chinese writer during the 5th century. The essay is about why he gave up an official position for rural life. Mm-hmm. 
Jianfu also has another popular piece called Wang Chuan, which is the name of a tiny river. Like the other song, both pieces are quite sentimental and nostalgic. Jesus. 
Like Li Jianfu, Bao Meisheng is another singer popular during the late 70s and early 80s. Bao won a Golden Melody Award when she was a student at National Taiwan University. Bao has a very sweet voice. I'm going to play two songs back to back. One is entitled "Look at Me, Listen to Me," and the other is entitled "Wait for Me at Sunset."
You're listening to Just the Classics. I'm Paula Chow, the program host. Next up, let's listen to a song by Pang An Bang titled "Grandma's Penghu Bay." The song, written and composed by Ye Jiaxiu, describes the singer's childhood memories about the time he and his grandmother spent together on the offshore Penghu Islands. The song also won the singer the Best New Artist Award in 1979. 晚风轻拂澎湖湾，白浪逐沙滩。没有椰林缀斜阳，只是一片海蓝蓝。坐在门前的矮墙上，一遍遍怀想。也是黄昏的沙滩上，有着脚印两对半。那时外婆拄着杖，将我手轻轻挽。踩着薄暮走向余晖，暖暖的澎湖湾
一个脚印是小雨一串，消磨许多时光，直到夜色吞没我俩在回家的路上。澎湖湾，澎湖湾，外婆的澎湖湾，有我许多的童年幻想。阳光，沙滩。海浪、仙人掌，还有一位老船长。晚风轻拂澎湖湾，白浪逐沙滩。没有椰林缀斜阳，只是一片海蓝蓝。坐在门前的矮墙上，一遍遍怀想。也是黄昏的沙滩上，有着脚印两对半。那是外婆拄着杖，将我手轻轻挽。踩着薄暮走向余晖，暖暖的澎湖湾。个脚印是小雨一串，消磨许多时光，直到夜色吞没我俩在回家的路上。澎湖湾，澎湖湾，外婆的澎湖湾，有我许多的童年幻想。阳光，沙滩。海浪、仙人掌，还有一位老船长。It's true that there's a lot of love songs in campus music, and the following piece, "Forget Who I Am," is no exception. Interestingly, the lyrics were written by late author Liao in 1979 while he was in prison. This is a love song. But Li did not write the song for his beloved woman. He actually wrote the song for a warden. The warden allowed Li, an avid reader, to read the newspaper. Though he had one request, he asked the writer to write something for him. And here is the song, "Forget Who I Am."
Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.